Got a bad bitch on me. What? What? Got a bad bitch on me. She D T F. She tell me she D T F. I heard she D T F. What? And you ain't hanging with the team if you ain't down to fuck. Okay. Well, welcome to DTF. This is Daryl Timmery. Fun hour. It is, in fact, the greatest sex education comedy game show in the known universe. My name is Dr. Timmery. And I'm Daryl Charles. I have a PhD in human sexuality. I did a dissertation 10 years ago and then never touched it again. I went to school for engineering uh, and then did that for a while. However, the entire time, I was very deep uh, into um, what she studied, but like in a more practical uh, sense. Um, Spent a good amount of time. uh, I I destroyed a friend's computer. Um, You know, because I... Because I was just, that <laughs> okay, shit was, was, was a virus. It was a virus was that curious. could get you porn. And I was like, is this like that guy that like jerked off so hard he broke his laptop? Like, is it like that story <laughs> that we went over? <laughs> I missed that one. He, yeah, it's a yeah, good episode. He, he blamed the, he blamed the, the website because he was, he heard it. It was Twitch. Yeah, he blamed Twitch. That's right. It wasn't even porn. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, <laughs> we have a guest. Yeah. The voice you've just heard is a guest for this week, a comedian and a wonderful person whose show, the comment section, uh, will have its virtu- a virtual episode uh, tonight, uh, the very night that you're hearing this. And even if you aren't hearing it on the Friday, check. I'm sure you can find Nicole Phoenix. Woo! Hey, y'all. What's up? Welcome, hey. welcome, welcome. Y'all don't know this because this is a podcast, but uh, Nicole has the greatest earrings I've ever seen. Um, Thank you. Can can you tell the folks about the amazingness that you oh, have dangling? Sure. So I stumbled across an artist who's out of Delaware. Her name is Sunny Wallflower. And I saw this image. The name of the earrings are called Miss Seely's Curse. So mm. if you're familiar with the color purple, there is a scene um, where Whoopi's character, Seely, um, points out her very not moisturized index finger, and she, <laughs> says, and she says, "Until you do right by me, basically nothing good will ever happen." Um, and so that, that's exactly what it is. It is a still of that of Miss Seely putting her curse on Mister, and um, I love them so much. They're great. Support Sunny Wallflower. She's amazing. Woo! I love it. I love it. I've never We're- seen the color purple. Okay, <gasps> you just brought it all the way down. I'm sorry. Well, it's actually kind of funny um, because when I met my wife, you know, we were talking like you do, mm-hmm. and this information came up because it's a lot of my cousin's favorite movie. And, you know, it was a whole family thing, but I would just go play video games. And so it's like, I've never seen the movie. And she was like, what? What do you mean you've never seen a movie? Oh, God, I'm making you see the movie. And I was like, I'm never going to watch it now. That's it. Mm. And uh, I bought it for her for her birthday on Blu-ray. It's in the house, uh, but I I have never seen it. And I won't. Have you read the book? Uh Uh-uh. That I might do. Look, Alice Walker is phenomenal. It's an amazing book. Uh, you should at least read it. You know, <laughs> I would encourage everyone to do that as well. I can see myself doing that, but it's just yeah. at this point, it's a bit, and I can't. I, I understand can't, that. Uh, I yeah. understand that, and I would be do something crazy, just like always have it on, like call you into the <laughs> living room, call you into the living room to ask you a question, like, oh, what's this? And just oh constantly, 
I would rickroll the shit out of you with the color purple. It would be oh man, maybe little Fun. YouTube clips throughout the day. I would I would get you. I would get you bit by bit. <laughs> It'll be I like the quotes because my cousins will say I'm around each other. Yeah. She, my wife's also very mad at me because uh, I made her watch R.I.P.D. Oh no. Yeah. And oh, the no. whole time she was like, this is Men in Black, isn't it? And I was like, no. She was like, this is Men in Black, but with ghosts. And I was like, no, it's different. Watch. <laughs> and we watched the whole thing. And she was like, I can't believe you made me sit down and watch this whole goddamn movie. And I told you from the beginning, it was Men in Black with ghosts. <laughs> and I was that's like, no, weird. Ryan Reynolds was in it. That is ah, that's not a selling point. <laughs> that is... It's <laughs> not a selling point telling me that Ryan Reynolds is in there. Unless, is he like shirtless the whole time? Because that's the whole point of Ryan Reynolds. Well, um, he I plays don't think exactly so. one character. He's one guy. Every I role. I get pissed every time he's on screen for too long and he doesn't have a shirt on. I get upset. I'm like, at least have a thin t shirt on. What are we doing? <laughs> you can see the little nippiness. Is it going to rain? <laughs> what is happening? I get it. I get it. That's his whole job. <laughs> That's his whole job. It's good work if you can get it. Every movie that I watch, I'm just like, so this guy doesn't get naked at all. Like I, I literally <laughs> some movies. If he's so like handsome and you can like see his body through the clothes, I'm like, this man better get in a shower soon. I swear to God, I'm clicking off. <laughs> see, this is this is why I'm okay uh, with uh, another Canadian, uh, Ryan. Oh my God, what is his name? Just fall out of my head from Fair Drive. Enough. No, the uh, no, that's a different guy. For, oh my god, what is happening in my brain? From the Notebook, um, Gosling, Gosling. Ryan Gosling, Gosling I will take it off. That I confused two white men again. Mm. Happens. It happens. It's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hollywood's. You see that that one picture where they had like seven white dudes and they How were like square jaws. Yeah, they were like, which one is which? And then someone commented, like, number three and number six are the same person. And then they were like, actually, they aren't. You're and lying. that is the point. You're it was lying. great. It was great. So, you know, casting directors, what's up? And then, like, I, I once did a quiz where we had to name all the bills based on pictures. So, like, Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton, you know, all of that. Um, that gets rough. That mm-hmm. one got real rough. Paxton yeah. and Pullman would be tough. I'd I'd be able to do it because I've seen both the Predator and Alien. But uh, you know, that's, we've been studying. That's just so, me. Speaking speaking of predators and aliens, um, hey! look at you. That is <laughs> that is my. I'm hopping on my Segway in the bike lane. I'm in my Segway. Um, <laughs> we're gonna take it to our first story in our first regular segment which is the fucking news there's music there's music and it's done uh yeah so our first story we're just gonna go straight in i'm gonna be honest with you we're a little bit nervous about this i'm nervous uh for different reasons that daryl is i'll let Mm daryl speak through his own nervousness i'm nervous because my whole life is now living in the shadow of the we're wrong about podcast and they already did a whole episode about uh, what we're about to discuss, but we are going to talk about um, child trafficking. Yeah. We're going to talk about sex trafficking. You know, when they get in their little tykes and then they start going, you you ever go to like a, you know, an arcade and they have the little uh, go karts. Mm -hmm. This is the, this is when it's a bunch of kids and they get in a traffic jam. 
Oh my right? God, that's adorable. That's that's what we're talking about. I really like that picture. I want them to get angry at each other and be like, I have to get ah. home. Like in a little fist. That's exactly what I saw. <laughs> Holding up a briefcase. I've got papers to grade. And one of them's got like a little go kart where like the wheels flat, and it's just like, oh, he's holding his forehead like yeah. a, another, just On another a, thing today. Little <laughs> cell phone trying to get through. Mm-hmm. Mm. The police show up and just hands him the phone like it's for you, and then the cop has to say hello. <laughs> oh, I, I love you too. Bye, <laughs> and then they give it back to the kid. <laughs> Ooh. Yep, that's what the that's the discussion's about today. <laughs> so this episode is brought to you by the letter Q. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is actually good. Yeah, so we're just bringing this up because, like, it is QAnon is a thing I've been aware of for years, but I have just decided to ignore in the same way that I ignore most things that I think are stupid, and uh, it is unignorable now because a uh, politician. Just won a primary who is a QAnon person. She owns a gun-themed restaurant, and she just won a primary. Um, so this is now a real thing. You live in a cartoon, man. But Cracker Barrel wasn't enough. No. God damn it. Oh what? Oh, my God. A what does that even mean? And I don't even know what it means. You know, someone says, like, you know, Southwestern themed. I'm like, okay, I'm seeing that guy. Sombreros, I might see it. You know, I don't even know what that means. What does a gun themed restaurant mean? I know that's not the point, but I'm stuck already. Do you want it in a 22 or a 45? A 45. Whew. Let me get a shot of. Oh, wow. Oh, hey, oh. put it down. All right. <laughs> yeah, so QAnon is becoming a legit real ass problem. Uh, there have been a number <laughs> of crimes caused by QAnon believers, including most recently before we recorded this, there was a fun lady who, while twice the legal limit for alcohol, uh, started chasing down people that she believed were child traffickers, including a mom with her kid. (laughs) She chased them down. Um, They evaded her. And then she started ramming into a car, which is some random 19-year-old driving it because she was convinced that he was a trafficker. Uh, She was arrested. Yeah, and and she said that she was telling her friends before this incident that uh, the internet told her that uh, aliens had given her the power. I believe it was capital T, capital P, the power. Mm-hmm. And she then had she was anointed in some way to go and f- Ill, fix the ills of the uh, the modern society. I wanted to go deeper into it, but I don't even feel like. Yeah, dignifying yeah. their stuff, but the fact so, that they think that there yeah. are tunnels under the United States is high art comedy to me. Yeah, so it's like for the people who aren't aware with uh, what QAnon is, when we already launched into this, it started out as this very like obscure little internet conspiracy thing where they think that they have all of this information about um, these secret forces of Hollywood folks and powerful Democrats who are abusing kids and in some cases drinking their blood. They've accused Tom Cruise and Oprah and Hillary Clinton. And a, a notable example of this Tom was Hanks. What, 
You're right, Tom Hanks. Yeah, we know Tom Cruise, Cruise. actually. He's a Scientologist. He's chilling. He is completely not drinking the blood. He's just chilling (laughs) while people are starved into hypnotic devotion. That is completely separate. It's a a whole HBO documentary. Yeah, Yeah, sorry. Uh, Uh, Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, a lot of folks became familiar with with Pizzagate when a guy drove like 16 hours or something to go Mm -hmm. save kids. Uh, that were being held in the basement of a restaurant that, when he got there, did not even have a basement. So it's just... There's it's just- no basement in the Alamo. And then everybody giggled and Pee Wee Herman was there. It was fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, the, the TLDR version of QAnon is that they are conspiracy theorists who think that there's just this massive child trafficking conspiracy and that Trump is their savior and recently he was asked about them and he was like, oh, they're great because they like me. And uh, so it's boosted their profile. And one of the things that they've done in boosting their profile is collaborate with anti-trafficking organizations like 501c3s, like organizations mm-hmm. that are meant to combat trafficking. But the problem is a lot of those trafficking organizations were, while they were well-intentioned, were already sort of problematic in yeah. their approach. They use outdated stats, if any stats at all, and they end up contributing to the problems that they claim to be fighting against in a lot of ways and have yet to actually prove uh, that that the problem is they tend to depict trafficking in a very specific way that is not actually how most of it happens. And in so doing, are actually perpetuating a lot of things that are really problematic about how the criminal justice system works and about how people are disenfranchised by... Um, our domestic labor laws and immigration laws and, and sex work laws. Uh, so fun topic. How are we doing? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it does blow. And I, I, I've done enough reading about conspiracy theorists in general and then QAnon in specific, just because uh, time has been removed by this current president. So, you know, you, you end up with a lot of it on your hands. Um, and the, one of the things that it seems to be that the, the experts have said about people who uh, ascribe to conspiracy theories is that they're looking for a purpose. They feel powerless and they are responding to that by trying to find something to explain why they feel so helpless. And so mm-hmm. in that way, I I don't even want to say I pity them, but I get where you could find yourself doing that. And people that typically gullible. If someone showed up and sounded like they knew what they were talking about and told me some random facts, like if someone told me the world was flat, I'd go look it up. Like, I wouldn't just be like, idiot. I would be like, really? How do you know this? And, you know, and then also we don't teach people how to fucking think for themselves and to be analytical and media literacy and shit like that. So there's all that. But I mean, at this point, it's kind of like, Come on, like y'all, y'all should have had enough time to to figure that this was bullshit. Like before you drive across the country to pull right. out a shotgun in a pizza store, maybe about that. Maybe you <laughs> check Snopes. <laughs> well, it's like it's like a self reinforcing thing though, because like yeah. Snopes would be an example of like that's a liberal bias site, right? Like, right. like any any news source that I ever whip out when I'm arguing with like somebody who's just like intent on not learning 
they always like, that's a bias site. I'm like, as opposed to right. <laughs> the thing that you're sending me. Okay. Right. Show me your non-bias site. I love that because I'll bring up national review shit and be like, this is what these people say. These are your folks. Mm. Fuck you want me to do, you know? And then it'd be like, well, that's not the whole picture. It's like, well, find me the whole picture then. Because, yeah, it's a lot of like, even, what was it? That, that Wayfair thing? Oh, my yeah. God. So, like, you know, I was in a group and, uh, you know, someone in the group was like, yeah, have y'all seen this? And this posted a, a JPEG of like a bunch of easily you could tell that it was just copied and pasted with prices and shit. And I was like, I don't want to tell y'all what to think, but I wouldn't just believe an easily cropped photo. I would look for more things than that before I would tell anybody else about it. And so I immediately, when I see something that I think is fucking crazy, I go Google it. I go look it up. I go check. And then I couldn't find anything. And so, you know, I'm a part of the liberal media, apparently. So for folks who aren't familiar with the Wayfair thing, it's like Wayfair is just like super expensive, like furniture and shit like that. And they charge too much because it's America and there are rich people who will pay that kind of money. And so when somebody sees like a $50,000 piece of furniture, Wayfair's response is like, that's industry standard. I'm like, uh, you make too much money. Uh, but what QAnon people see is that's what you pay because you actually get a kid. Uh, you're actually buying a child. Um, like and in the closet? Do you get the closet oh, that's too? That's my thought. I was like, so when does that part of the transaction happen? <laughs> like you put in, you, you know, you're on, you're put it in your cart or whatever. And then is there a representative who calls you after? <laughs> Are there keywords in the description to let you know what type of child? And that's not even being funny, but I'm really, because we've already taken so many logical steps, just the three mm-hmm. of us, right? And <laughs> <laughs> so when you were talking about, um, Daryl, I threw up the Holy Ghost hand because I keep mm. forgetting this is a podcast and not <laughs> video. Um, you were just talking about how... Um, People need to feel a sense of belonging. It is much easier sometimes to just latch on to something that especially just reaffirms your biases anyway, right? It's like, right. oh my gosh, okay, yes. Everything that I believe this person is also doing, and there's like also thousands of us across the country who feel the right. same way, right? Yep. Um, but I thought about um, Centoya Brown. You all know mm-hmm. who she is, mm-hmm. right? Um, so this is a real victim of what we are talking about. Yep. Um, and it took years and years to get her out of prison for defending mm-hmm. her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just understanding how these things are actually practically applied within our legal system. Timur, you were talking about that. All these conspiracy theories just point to the fact that so many people would much rather um, drive hours across the country versus like confronting their own shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very to yeah. go out of their way just to avoid the one thing, like you said, it's like I have facts, I have articles, I have articles from your news sources, and you won't do it. Mm-hmm. So there's something there. It's, it's really yeah. I hate to be that person to say something yeah. like, "Well, I mean, you know, you compl- I don't want children to be trafficked either." Right. But yeah. I was yeah. sharing shit about Centoya Brown. Why weren't you? Why aren't you still talking about it? Can't mm. you stop the next one? But it's There's like a no. Wicked case happening right now. Another young black girl who is fighting. Um, I can't remember her name right now, so we can fact check that. But it's the same mm. exact case, and she is fighting to to get out of prison. Yeah, you know, it's to, you know, but. You can, it, in in a way, it's not really, but it's that whataboutism. And it's not right. to say like, well, you know, the, the pandas are dying. And so I'm sorry, Timmy. Oh. But, uh, 
you know, this animal's dying, so why do you care about kids or whatever? No, I'm saying that, like, the thing you are talking about is (laughs) actively happening Mm -hmm. in this specific case. Mm -hmm. It's not a theoretical thing. We're not talking about drinking their blood. We're talking about an actual child that's in danger. And you want to talk about, you know, a secret train set. Yeah. This is this is a lot like the satanic panic, which is, uh, you know, people were very worried about Satan worshipers were murdering babies and abusing them because what they couldn't rectify is the fact that they're involved with family members who are actually abusing children in their own families. And they can't deal with the fact that pastors and priests are Mm -hmm. abusing children. And because they can't handle that and we just can't deal with the idea, well, now I have to figure out how I'm going to deal with my dad, my uncle, my grandpa, my government. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, yeah. So instead I'm going to blame it on Satan. And this is really similar. So the organization that QAnon has really uh, modeled itself after and colluded with is OUR operation underground railroad, uh, which, (laughs) and then meanwhile, what they're doing is all this stuff where they're like, they're focused on arrests and stuff. But when a black person gets arrested for trafficking, they face 39 times longer jail sentences until you do right by me. Mm. <laughs> and <laughs> we about to have church. I'm so and, sorry, y'all. And it's also like because because the focus is on children and the focus is on sex specifically in so many of these cases, they're not worried about people who are brought into the country to do any other kind of labor, including right. backbreaking domestic labor, agricultural work, people yeah. who are working under terrible conditions and can't do anything about it because if they report it, then ICE has their address. Right. Like not concerned about these huge numbers, what they're concerned about is incredibly, and, and, and this is the really difficult thing, is that yes, there are children who are trafficked and sexually abused. That is a real problem. Yes. But mm-hmm. it is so rarely a stranger kidnapping them. That is such right. a rare iteration of it. So we're not focusing on generations of abuse that are covered up and we're not talking about systems of poverty that force people to make choices. Like, so we're avoiding the actual damage in the world. And so that's why it's frustrating as hell. Yeah. For real. Yeah. It's, you know, especially when you can fix it for only 60 cents a day, (laughs) you just give your money. (laughs) The problems are bigger than this, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, if I, I am fully aware, well, not fully aware. I completely hope that I'm preaching to the choir. Mm. Um, if there is a QAnon person, a person who is uh who, who who goes where one goes or whatever the fuck they call themselves, uh and you're listening to GTF, congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Mm. Um I appreciate you. I want you to keep listening, but mm-hmm. I would also really 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 implore you to like just go look at some of the national stats on the things that you're talking about. Like, you know, before this presidency and maybe even still, uh, there are plenty of websites. You can go to factcheck.org and, uh, you know, there, there are you know, human trafficking data.org. You, that's a place you can go like, and look stats up and, and just, if you think something's true, prove it to yourself. I would say, <sighs> well, that's one of the other challenges too, right? Is like the media literacy around research because I will own it right now that I was one of the people who shared that article about uh, different kinds of masks being tested. And it was like saying that like mm-hmm. gators and fleece 
are worse than nothing. I reshared that because the Washington Post wrote it and I trusted them. And then very quickly, someone stepped in and they're like, that's not what that study says. And that's not what the researchers are even saying that study says. I don't know why that Mm. they represented it that way. And so it's very easy to have stats at hand and and completely misrepresent them. So that's that's the other challenge here. So it's like we we just need to have a lot of different sources and to keep questioning the things that we think we know. I do like to point out that that is a privilege. Um, Mm. Sometimes... Mm. Um, having the time or the competency or whatever you want to call it to to access the information. So I always like to push back on that, especially, um, you know, in the black community, it's always like, read a book. And it's like, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Um, Everybody is differently abled. Everybody takes in information in different ways. Everybody doesn't have time, hours to read. Um, So I think it's really important. That's why educators and and community resources are really important to help disseminate information and give resources. So that's my only thing I like to say about that is like, yeah, I can say that to myself because I have time and I can Google and I can get into this shit. But some people work 60 hours a day. I mean, a week. (laughs) Some people work 60 hours a day. Some some people do. (laughs) You know, but I like to just broaden that so everybody kind of thinks about that more. And if you do find good information, how can you share that and how can you make that easily accessible to people and how can you make that a resource? So that's mm-hmm. the one thing I'll add. That's mm-hmm. true. I, I think, but uh, yes, I, I'm not going to, that's it. it. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm not going to put it, but, but <laughs> and, uh, in today's day and age, sure. understand that information can be easily passed true. and that information that can be easily passed because information can be so easily passed. That means that you really should take the time to verify some of the things you see mm-hmm. it, there there are easy things one can do um you know make sure that the site's not a satire site mm. uh you know if, if you don't have the time to google it i don't know what to tell you but like here's a quick one the title of the article that you're reading google it and see if it's been printed anywhere else Check to see if the author of the article is a real human being who's made other articles. These are just quick things to just say, okay, this person seems like a decent journalist. Oh, this is an actual journal and not just some quote unquote comedian writing some shit like to to get kicks out of his mm. friends and his 4chan group. Like, you know, there are. Ah, it's a tough thing, and I, I and I really I would and I would really want every single one of these QAnon folks that are genuinely trying to stop sex trafficking to really do it. I I want it gone, right? I I hate that. Um, well, some of the pictures were like execute all pedophiles, and it's like you know I don't think that they should be around, but uh, we have a system of laws. <laughs> you can't just say kill a bunch of people like you you know we have to put them on trial and shit and all of that stuff not only helps you know our system kind of sleep at night knowing that we gave people their due process but also will probably help in figuring out why these people do this where they do it at where did they go you know who radicalized them shit like that yeah. that would help Future victims avoid that fate. So I think, yeah, especially if you see someone that's saying, like, find these people and kill them. I don't even want to hear what they have to say. Think about that. That's not cool. And it, it's never been. Also, don't be racist. But that's typically the thing. And that's where 
I'm biased because it's like, yeah. yeah, those were two really good first steps. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, we we did our best, and I would once again like to point out that uh, I am a pale imitation of the people from You're Wrong About who did an entire podcast on the Wayfair thing itself. Um, so, if you want to know more about these human trafficking stats, that is that is the place to go for that in the listenable form. So, uh, time for our next piece of fucking news. Take it away. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll take it away. There is a man and a woman. They are married. It's wonderful. They're a Mormon couple in Utah. And like many stories, this one is wonderful and lovely. Uh, there's a tiny thing, though. Uh, this man is a is a out and proud homosexual apparently he he has said that he's he likes men he's a homosexual and he um hasn't changed he he doesn't consider himself a bisexual or pansexual it's not nah he's just said no dudes um but because he's such a devout mormon he decided to get married and through a lot of trial and error and trial and error and a lot of practice has developed a sexual attraction and they have uh, attempted to have children. And, um, you know, uh, the best of luck to them. But um, I love that they call themselves a mixed orientation marriage. There it is. That's the term I was looking for. That's the thing. That is the thing I just want to ponder. A mixed orientation marriage. You know, God bless y'all. Hmm. I think you should marry whoever you want. Mm-hmm. I well, really that's do. the thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. I think if, you should marry uh, whoever you want. I also would think that you wanted to marry somebody else, dog. I, that's all I'm saying, you know? And we make our choices for the choices we make or whatever, but like, come on, son. Just suck a dick. It's fine. What are, what are your thoughts, Nicole? You're you're you look like you have a lot percolating right now. <laughs> because I I don't understand, but I do understand the the concept of like go along to get along, right? They're a Mormon couple in Utah, right? I've I've only seen documentaries. I would never go, but it's dude. Like <laughs> I've, I've I'm kind of fascinated by the Mormon faith and the sister just, I'm just it's interesting, right? So I think I personally never lived in a, a culture and environment that was so like this is what we do. We get married, you have a wife. Like I've just never had that experience, but I can understand now he's out though. That's the part that's perplexing for me, right? Because then I'm like, okay, so how does that go at church? Like I just, there's things that start to rattle around in my brain about it. But at the end of the day, I agree with you. You should be able to marry however you want. But the logistics, I'm always thinking about mm-hmm. how things are a- actually happen. And I just like, I would, I don't know. Yeah. So the, the Mormon church has a stance similar to some of the other ones. Like uh, I'd say the Catholic church also does this. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a few other ones where it's like, you can be gay. Right. You just have to be celibate. Okay. You just you can't know, like that. Just never. So that's the thing for him. He's never actually like been with a guy or is that not, I should have just read the article. 
<laughs> well, so the Mormon well, church's no, stance is also like you can't have sex before marriage. So, no, like, I didn't know that. I learned if, horrifying facts about that college out there. Oh, mm. <laughs> bring them young. What they do at Brigham to do everything but sex is scarier than sex. I just yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what's, what's that one called? Where you just you put it in and you just stay real still? Oh, soaking. Soaking. You got yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to soak it in that wop, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's the remix. Well, it's tender. <laughs> oh boy, okay. DJ Joseph Smith. Brian it. Oh God! <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> you got to brine it. Get rid of that album in. Brine it. Yep. Um, wow. Yeah. You know. Oh boy. He, uh, yeah. It's good. <laughs> it's good. To yeah, it's good. Live a life that you want. Mm-hmm. It's not my place. To mm-hmm. say whether these people want the life that they're living, That's they the are smiling in every picture. That's so, you know, from that perspective, yeah, man, go ahead. Oh, here's a wonderful one a quote from uh, the man, I believe. I- I'm not going to say their names because it doesn't really matter. Um, but being in a mixed orientation marriage is like going to Disneyland and having some people tell you you'd be better off at Six Flags. Six Flags may have more roller coasters, but it'll never beat the happiest place on earth. Talk to them. Wow. I mean, because I want to know, like, what this does to her (laughs) self-esteem. Everybody love a good roller coaster. You want to scream. You want to yell. You want to. Oh, well, I mean, I'm just, I'm curious what this does to her self-esteem because either you have to have like this incredible sense of self to be like, uh, yeah, I mean, your, your love of me is so great that it overcomes your lack of interest in women. Actually, like attraction just to me though, like, because I'm not going to say that I've, I've dated men who are not heterosexual. So that's not what this, you know what I mean? That's not what this is about. It's the fact that he said himself that he is at Disneyland, but we'd rather be at Six Flags. That's the part with the self-esteem. It's just like, okay, well, then you don't have to be here. I don't get that <laughs> part. You can leave. I'm sure you can get a season pass. That's the part that doesn't right? <laughs> But then it goes Well, they were back. assigned to the same congregation in okay. Salt Lake City, and that's right. how they met. See? And then the apparently he they said he was think. upfront about his sexuality from the beginning. But he made it clear that even though he was gay, he also wanted to marry a woman. Now, there have been plenty of people that have done that before. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, like, I can't be mad at them. I mean, I think about the reasons people have gotten married, taken jobs, moved to cities, bought houses, had kids, that they didn't really say they wanted to, like, you know, you make the choices you make, not because you want the entire package, but because of you want parts of it or whatever. Like yeah. I, I think there's something kind of sweet about it in that, like he's up front. Mm-hmm. She knows what's up. You know, that's a thousand times better than if he hit it mm. and was like, I'm going to try this anyway. Right. And then right. those are the folks that like break down when they're 45 and then they're like, all right, well, I'm going to go leave with the dude that I told you was just my golfing buddy. So right. finally graduates high school and then just like, all right, I'm out. I did it. Yeah. Raise the kids. I'm bouncing like, oh, my God. 
Yeah, me and the music director, we got to get out of here. We got to go. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it happens. I just, you know, I hope they're happy. And I hope if there's someone who uh, sees this and says, yeah, this is what I got to do. Just know that there are places outside of Utah, man. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many places where you can live the life that you want. It, but it does seem like this is the life that he wanted, right? It's, it seems like it's the life both of them wanted. So it's confounding, I guess, in a way. I, I am gonna, when not recorded, make violent fun of this. This is, this is so <laughs> outlandish that I am, because of the posterity of the internet, I'm being very diplomatic right now. You can edit out anything I say. Man, yeah, you could edit out stuff. I'm not going to do that to Flirt. Shout out to Flirt. I mean, let me get it. I'm bone sober right now, but if anything was different, this is so weird. It's like, <laughs> it's just weird. I, 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 It's just weird because the, oh, it's so weird. So here's here's my, my hot take on that. Um, the Mormon church's stance on marriage in general has been malleable, right? Because we're talking about a religion that was founded in the late 19th century. So it's not like this is thousands of years of, of tradition handed down. Mm -hmm. This is a dude who like the whole, the origin of the, the Latter-day Saints is amazing to me. Like, I love all of the religions that popped up in the late 19th century, like upstate New York. They're so wild. They're so wild. There's so many of them. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the story of it is crazy. This dude couldn't read or write, so he had a friend who was his neighbor write down the whole book because all of it came to him from an angel, right? Um, and then... Who had golden plates that he yeah. never let anybody see. yeah. Uh, and then, and, and all of it's like, all of it's so fascinating. And then, you know, they get run out of New York, so they have to go to Utah Mm -hmm. so they can escape persecution. And a really central part of the religion is that you have to have as many wives as possible until Utah tries to be a state, in which case they're like, you're not going to be able to be a state if you keep doing that poly thing. And they're like, guess what? God just told us we're not doing the poly the polygamy thing anymore. <laughs> so then they don't. And now the like the standard church line is that you'll you'll get in trouble for for polygamy mm-hmm. when it used to be the standard thing. So it's really funny to me that it's like it's totally changeable when it needs to be. Um, when, when God decides it, it's like yeah. in, in the seventies, God decided that black oh. people could be Mormons. Oh, yep, yeah, that also. I'm yep. sorry. I thought of a song, Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. <laughs> See? You want to become you- a state. Well, my son. Yeah. You send a See? line down, you get the word, and that is what it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, they fly a kite and then it gets struck by lightning. I get it. Something. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, look. Yeah, there, there are plenty of reasons for people to get married. And, and uh, sexual attraction, not necessarily one. I, I mean, it's, think, it's not why people got married for like the first several thousand years of marriage. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. I mean, maybe they do have a genuine love for each other and they're just really cool as friends. I want to know more and about they, the through practice has developed an attraction. Wow. Right. Right. right? Like he said oh, that. I was like, what yeah, was that the, practice like? It's like, hold you, my go from, boobs. you hold my boobs for five minutes with <laughs> the timer on. All right. Uh, they might have did the work. He went from pinky to ring finger to middle finger to index, two yeah. fingers, a thumb. Then he started feeling comfortable. Then, you know, 
Now I feel like we should also all be uh, sex coaches. I think we got it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. Uh, The first one of the first things that popped up in my head was the term forced by. And here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If you look that up, it don't mm-hmm. look like this. Mm-hmm. It's a little different. A little di- you know what? That forced by stuff, a little different. Kind of feel like someone in the article would like it. I feel like that's true. It's uh, Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, whatever. However your orientation is, is your orientation. I will just say that I am in love with the show I'm Married at First Sight. So a lot mm. of times the thing that these couples have to work through is their sexual intimacy and sometimes they just 100% are not on the same page at all. Um, and seeing, so it's not, you know, every couple can go through that. And it's really interesting, like, you know, like you have, there's expectations or not and working through that. So it sounds like they got it taken care of from the jump. Yeah. I, but typically those things are about like frequency and mm-hmm. particular actions and not do you like the things that I have? Not can I do the things with my stuff for you that you want to Some have of done? Some them were not physically attracted to each other. Like there were a couple of men who weren't attracted to their wives. And that was like a big thing because a lot of women aren't, you know, they didn't expect that at all. And they were just like crushed and had like you were talking yeah. about with um, her self-esteem or just how that might feel to be in a relationship with someone who's not sexually attracted. And they're just like really trying. Like I've never had someone to have to try to want to have sex with me. I don't know what that feels like. So, right. or maybe I, oh, man. maybe they faked it. I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Maybe he was just like, look, I'm doing this for you. Right. And he just, and he had like the hard sexy. face the whole time. He's just like, for you. <laughs> okay. For you. All right. For, for you. Okay. For you. Turn around. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around. Put some bass in your voice. Oh, this is for you. We did it. I uh, I think it's great. You know, uh, look, this is just an example that love comes in many forms. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Best wishes to our mixed orientation couples in Utah. Mazel. <laughs> mixed orientation couples. That does, I mean, you know, a mixed orientation couple would work if you were in like a polycule or some shit like that, right? Well, I mean, that. I'm in a mixed orientation right. couple, you know, like. What? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Boom. <laughs> See? Like, figure stuff out. Yeah. I mean, that like, this is a total 90 degree turn, but like this, this takes me to the question of like non-binary people when their partners identify as straight and then they feel really invalidated because they're like, well, you're not straight because you're with me. Mm. And, and it's like, all that, all that does is really show the limitations of our labels of sexual orientation. Um, Yeah. Because we base all of our labels on gender and not on anything else, like what we do with that person or what that attraction feels like or anything right. else. So, yeah, the, the labels we have are pretty limited. Y'all want to play a game? Absolutely. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, that takes us to game time. We have a brand new game today. It is multiple choice. All of these questions have to do with Mormons and sexuality. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I watch those documentaries. So <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how this goes. Uh, I gotta go put my garment on. Okay. <laughs> you should have had that the whole time. Mm-hmm. It should always be on. Uh, all right. So all of these are going to be multiple Backsliding. choice. Backsliding. Uh, 
who who wants to go first? Everybody is going to get three questions total. I'll let Daryl go first. Daryl, you ready for your first question? Let's go. All right. Again, all of these are multiple choice. So in the Mormon religion, sexuality in general is considered A, a product of original sin, B, a necessary evil, C, ordained by God, D, unhealthy and unnecessary. C. C was ordained by God. Ordained by God. There was no reason. Um, somebody who wanted multiple wives didn't think that fucking was a sin. They thought it was like, nah, Jesus said I should put it in everywhere. <laughs> uh, you are correct. You are correct. Yeah, it talk is, to him. Yeah. In the in the context of a heterosexual marriage, of course, would well, be the big caveat here. Yes. But it is considered well. uh, ordained by God and great and good and wonderful. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jesus said you and you and you and you come in. And you're going to love me. High five each other. <laughs> and then come in here individually. Isn't that weird? Like, there's threesomes. And there's, there's, I mean, right? Like, they got to be throwing it all together. I mean, that's just my fan fiction version. But I don't know if that's how it works. Because I think that they have <laughs> just, to be straight, you know? <laughs> right? I don't. You don't say, like, Monday and Tuesday. You'd be like, anybody feel like it? And then... As soon as we're a Google calendar, a doodle, everybody's got to... Uh, I'm already out. there's just a room in the house if you're in the room okay (laughs) hey close your eyes think about jesus when you finish you finish i just yeah the jesus with the real ripped abs that one (laughs) yeah 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 washboard jesus my friend church had the hottest jesus i'd ever seen so i would always go to her church like yep (laughs) he was he had like locks down to his midsection he just had abs and it was amazing and then when we came back recently for my friend's wedding it was gone and we (gasps) tried to ask casually what happened to sexy jesus (laughs) 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 we we asked the pastor of the church like what (laughs) happened to sexy jesus and he put him in the basement i was like ah Mm. He should have so. said he'd be back in three days. Come on now. That's easy. <laughs> that's easy. All right, Nicole, you ready yeah. for your first question? Yes and no. <laughs> All right. I got it. So Apostle Spencer W. Kimball, who served as the church president, uh, warned of what reprehensible sin for its possible dangers and damages that grows with every exercise. Was it A, same-sex sexual activity, B, passionate kissing, C, immodesty, or D, masturbation? I automatically automatically thought D, masturbation. I could be wrong, but that's my gut instinct. Your answer is masturbation, and you are correct. Boom. I already knew it. I already knew it. Because you got to control people when they're not in church. And that's one of those things um, about indoctrination. So it's not just about when you're in the flock, it's about what you do outside under, you know, you're always under God's eye. So you got to, yeah. masturbation is that it's just be you, your parts and God. So no, 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 no. Even when yeah. nobody's around, you don't do it. So. Oh man, that means. I know. <laughs> it's G, baby. It's G. <laughs> That made my teenage years so fraught with shame. Oh, my gosh. Especially when it's like, oh, I'm so sorry, Jesus. I'll see you again tomorrow, dog. (laughs) I might even be back. I might even be back in a couple minutes, but I feel terrible about this. Um, Oh. Hey, hey, Jesus, close your eyes. (laughs) 
<laughs> What's that over there? Oh, oh yeah. crazy I know. how tired I am. Different religions, same old thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's what, uh, um, one of I think one of Tyson's coaches uh, said that about him. Like they, you know, part of or maybe I'm completely missed doing it, but it was like the idea that like you shouldn't have sex before a fight. Mm. For boxers, like it drains your your vitality. Oh yeah, that's a myth. Yeah. And it's 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 not. Yeah, it's not that they thought that that was true. It's just if you can control someone that much, yep. you mm-hmm. can make them forego their own things to achieve your goals for you. Yeah, it's just a Fasting, mind control tactic. Yeah. You know, some a lot of you know fast don't eat or drink during these times. Um, my church used to do things like that. Like we're fasting as a church. I'm like, <sighs> I never do it. Right. The idea of someone telling you that you can't have dinner or that you need to right. for a certain time. It's just like, what is this? So, <laughs> there's all these different ways to, to start making sure that people are, you know, always indoctrinated and plugged into the program. Mm-hmm. Now nah, I got to act hungry when I'm outside. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> uh, how you doing? Starving. Am I right? Let me go inside. <laughs> And you got all that guilt because again, Jesus is right there. Like, look at this fool. Slim Jim, that's crazy. Just you got crumbs on your shirt, and you uh, sitting there. Yeah. So all right, so you ready for your second one? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, a 2007 survey of over a thousand BYU students. They found that what percentage of single women and men reported oral sex or intercourse before marriage? Was it A, 1% of women, 2% of men, B, 4% of women, 3% of men, C, 10% of women, 12% of men, D, 15% of women, 25% of men had ever had oral sex or intercourse before marriage? BYU students, 2007. 2007 mm-hmm. as if that matters <laughs> well it does because if it was 1970 it'd be probably be much lower i my faith in humanity and my understanding of my own sexual drive will make me pick d d was 15 percent of women and 25 percent of men the largest number humanly i bet you that shit is like three and four or whatever but Come on, Brigham Young. Tell me that y'all are just tasting each other. So D, the, final answer. D, final answer. The correct answer was 4% of women and 3% of men. Wow. Had ever had Damn oral it, sex man. or intercourse before marriage. And additionally, 54% of men and 46% of women reported making out or intense kissing. Heavy petting. What they used to oh, not, oh, not oh, they, oh, not that Not far. even. Okay. Not even Mm-mm. getting into necking. So, no, no Robin. No first. Not even second base. No. So not even. The, wait, no, wait. First, no. Right? Yeah. Second is like titties. So like no. I, the the Apostle Spencer Kimball from before like has written a whole great deal about kissing, about creepy. passionate kissing. So creepy. Uh, yeah, you in, know, in, it's not a big deal when you write a whole fucking <laughs> book about it. Well, because he believed that until you're married, you should kiss the same way that like a mother and son would kiss. <laughs> that don't make it creepy. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. 
Remember when in high school y'all would just give each other massages because you'd be like, my back hurts, and then you'd give a massage to your friend, and then but everybody would act like everybody wasn't fucking turning the fuck on. No. Imagine a life like that. Yeah, yeah. You thirty years old out here just giving massages. It's <laughs> not funny. <laughs> All right, Nicole, you ready for your next one? Sure. All right. In the early 1980s, the church explicitly banned what in the general handbook, even for married couples? A, oral sex, B, anal sex, C, porn usage, D, birth control. Banned even for married couples in the 1980s. Oof, this is tough. So many possibly correct answers. The first one was too easy. Um, all right. I want to say birth control. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. It is oral sex. Wow. Okay. Oh, my yeah. God. Oral this? sex. There's a whole oh. lot written about how it's unnatural and degrading and bad. Isn't and amazing how far a man would go just to not eat pussy. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> All this just so he don't have to. That's too much. That's Why don't much. you try going down on me? I'm getting a vision. My jaw be locking up. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh, That's so upsetting. I'm going to listen to y'all four times after after this just because (laughs) that put me in such a disposition. (laughs) But the two way street, you know. All right, sorry. No, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, hell yeah, that's how I grew up. I was like, I couldn't wait to do it because I was like, I can't wait for it to happen to me. What are you talking about? But whatever, I was raised with fairness in mind. I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't I know just, the, you know, the thought behind the oral sex thing, but sh- was it really to just lock down the no intercourse whatsoever? Just I mean, like none, just the kiss. Even when you're married, this is for married couples. Yeah, what? I mean, there's a degree of like disagreement on this because there were some <laughs> Mormon like therapists who said it was fine. People who had like graduated from BYU <laughs> and they were like notable Mormon therapists, but like a lot of the leaders of the church itself have come out very. Very explicitly against it. I just, I I love the idea that they're like, look, the elders have been talking, and hey, we have to stop with this unnatural stuff. No one can have oral sex. You just see other people in the in the in the um congregation, like, hey, what? Come on now, like, (laughs) (laughs) what? 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 Who told y'all that? I don't know. What page? No, what page? What page? <laughs> Where? 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 I was Where's the allegory about bad week. corn or some shit? They never said nothing about this. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's something you get up front. Uh, <laughs> Goddamn timeshare pitch. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, oh. Sorry. We're talking to open people who are like not judging. I'm so sorry, but they're not. I mean, it's a hypothetical because I can only imagine. I mean, obviously, there is consternation about it. There was somebody sitting there like, are you fuck? Oh, my. If I could, real quick, that's me. Mm -hmm. I'm in the back. Hi. I don't mean to stir the pot, but. 
Look, God knows my heart, right? <laughs> if anyone wants to sign, there's a dot org. We could get together after. I just want to make sure we keep it. Eat it for Jesus. All right. You ready for your next question, Daryl? I forgot we were doing a whole game. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is currently tied. You each have one more question. Okay. This is where it comes down to. All right. Daryl. Porn is condemned by church leaders who compare it to a plague, epidemic, addiction, and say it can metaphorically blast a crater in a person's brain. Where is Utah in the rankings nationally for porn subscription rates? A, number one, B, top 10, C, 22, D, 32. Where is Utah in subscription rates for online porn? Subscription rates. Oh, man. I'm going to get this wrong, but I'm going to say B, top 10. B, top 10. Final answer? I wouldn't be surprised if they were number one. Because, I mean, all that oppression, that shit going to get you. But I bet, you know, maybe Alaska. Because it's just, it's tough out there. But so, uh, who else would be number one, though? Who would be number one? Because, like, if you're in a place, you would... Your your layperson would think that oh the number one place has got to be like New Orleans or L A or some shit because it's just uh, lawless and it's sex everywhere. But it's like no, really repressed it's, places. Right, it's the places where they can't go outside and get it. Gabby, <laughs> you're going with top ten. Yes, the correct answer is they are the number one state wow. for online porn consumption. <laughs> I was thinking about who could be number one. I was thinking maybe Mississippi. I don't know. Right, like Alabama. Like, well, Alabama's like, what, 50th in education? So that that checks out. Oh. Well, all right. Nicole, this is your chance to win it. All right. All right. All right. So in 2008, Prop 8 was a proposition defining marriage in California as one man, one woman. The official political organization for Prop 8 was protectmarriage.com.org protect marriage, whatever. Uh, and they say that what percentage of their early volunteers to go door to door in defense of Prop 8 were members of the LDS? What percentage of early volunteers to door to door for protect marriage? A, half, B, a third, C, two thirds, D, 80 to 90%. Oh, I'm going to say 80 to 90%. Is that your final answer? Yes. You are correct. Ding, 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 ding. It is. 80 to 90% exactly. of the people going to order. Like, I don't know what their distribution system is, but they be on it with them little pamphlets and exactly what to say <laughs> and how to minister to people. They got they send people to the hood on bikes. They got their shit mm-hmm. together. Like, so if that's the deal, that's what they do. You know? I mean, you know, the, the best way to uh, live an oppressed life is to pass that oppression on to other people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're right. Each one, teach one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Mormons were also responsible for half of the donations given to Prop 8 as well, to protectmarriage.org. Yeah. They're really organized. They've got mm-hmm. awesome commercials. They have good copy. You know what I mean? They have great, you know, door to door. Like, they're on it. They are, they are one it. of the fastest growing religions in Asia. Wow. Because mm. of the... Uh, the idea that like men will go spend a year just proselytizing. Mm-hmm. So they're just using it to get out. I don't understand. No, that it's like part of your responsibility is growing up as a as a Mormon man and becoming an adult is to spend a year yeah. 
doing your tour around, going door to door, spreading the word, converting people. Right. And but are they are they being forced? But yeah, they they send them like all over the place. Mm-hmm. So are Chinese Mormons being forced to just go to different parts of China? Like, is it is it just a way to get a nice passport out, and then you do the your Cuban baseball player thing, and as soon as you land, you'd be like, "I'm a refugee, dog." Oh no! Wow, you just took that like. I want to watch that movie. You see, you had a whole thing. Yeah, I want to watch that movie. Actually, growing religion. It's like I don't. I mean, again, this is me saying like I don't see myself signing up for not being able to eat pussy. I don't. I don't ever see that as a thing. Right. That's what you get that information up front, but you don't know what you don't know. So everybody, get your like deal breakers up front if you're shopping around for religion. (laughs) Be like, okay, so pork. All right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oral sex. Cool, right. cool, cool. Mm-hmm. You have your own little personal checklist. Whatever is important to you, right. just make sure before you start buying books and stuff. <laughs> this is a great building. This is real, real nice. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> so, can I touch myself in here? <laughs> no. Mm. No? Okay. All right. Well... <laughs> I saw a little mold on one of the walls. Um, Just put an X down and keep it popping. Take the snacks off the back of the table and dip. Oh, man, my parking running out, though. Ah, you know how it is. So uh, this means that Nicole is our winner this week, by the way. Yes, congrats to Nicole. You are our winner. I wish I didn't know so much about the Mormons. <laughs> well, your reward is that you get to now do all of your uh, promo first. So tell us where we can find out more about you. Oh, great. Uh, if you want to see what I'm up to, which is mainly coloring my hair every week, um, it looks lovely. Thank you. You can follow me on Instagram at so underscore extra. You can just search me by name, Nicole Phoenix. And um, I do host a monthly during the pandemic, you know, every once in a while show. We've gone virtual. <laughs> Um, and it is game night on Friday, um, August 28th. Um, nope, 26th, no, 28th at 9 p.m. on Facebook Live. Um, it is a stand-up and storytelling show created by and for Black women, women of color, and queer trans POCs. Please come through. Thanks. Love it. I love watched it. it. was fun. I watched the last one, I think. Thank you. What you got going on, Daryl? I believe when this comes out, I'll be at Punchline with, for uh, Pat House and Friends. So you can go there and be outside with a mask on and laugh at jokes. Um, and then I think the day after that, I'll be in Bethlehem at the Steel Stacks, also oh. telling jokes. Uh, you can, I think it's outside, and I think that you will uh, wear a mask as well. Um, I probably won't. I just learned that I have mics in my house, so I'll be bringing my own mic. Huh? Because we fancy out here. Yeah. This is another time that the pandemic is like, wait, this is, I should have been doing this the entire time. Mics smell like disgusting. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, it smells like the back of teeth. And never oh. good. Never good. So, yeah, comedy. Uh, DarylComedy.com for the other stuff. And, yeah, you know, my album. Buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. For me, coming up. Um, I will be doing a bunch of virtual shows. So we've got the virtual Slut Church show that'll be on the 29th on Instagram Live. So Slut Church is a metal BDSM burlesque troupe. So if you like any of those things, uh, Instagram Live, we've got two special guests, Indigo Isabel and Shea Olay. Um, they will be our, our featured performer. And Shea Olay 
And I will also be back in September for another episode of Get You a Babe Who Can Do Both. So it's burlesque and TED Talks by the same people. So we're going to be featuring none other than Sophie Sucre and Mistress Lilith uh, doing a show for our house in Baltimore, but it'll be virtual. So all this stuff is virtual. Mm. Um, yeah, check that check that shit out if you want to want to see people get naked. If that's your sort of thing, it's it's a nice thing. I mean, you know, even if you're Mormon, <laughs> you could you could lie. <laughs> Number one, safe for consumption. We need we need our Utah contingent <laughs> to start following us. Yeah, <laughs> Utah. I expect you to turn out. <laughs> we need you. <laughs> Put your headphones on. Turn the, turn the shower on. Go into the garage. And get it. <laughs> All right. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for being on. This is a delight. Thanks for having me. It's just so fun. Yeah. yeah and uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will talk at you next week. What? And you ain't hanging with the team if you ain't down to fuck.